Hey guys, so I was on a call last night with the one and only Gary Chafee. I feel very privileged to be able to say that I was able to actually get a chance to learn with the man himself. You know, the man who taught Vinny Colaiuto, taught Steve Smith, taught all these monsters. Um, I'm so grateful to, to have been able to do that. And it's all thanks to Enrique Almeida with the drumsetcoach.com for having set that up. But I learned some amazing things from the experience and I wanted to share some of the key things that I took away from that call today. Things related to how to systemize your learning processes and things about um, you know the attitude you want to have as a teacher, stuff like that. Some really valuable takeaways. So stick around if you're into Gary Chafee and you want to know a little bit more about what I got value-wise from, from that experience. So yeah, I'm still pinching myself. I, I can't believe I was actually there to learn with that man. You know, it's hard to explain the experience, but, you know, it felt almost, oh, what's the word? Like, it felt like, uh, for me, like some kind of rite of passage or almost like a spiritual experience because I have so much respect for Gary and his work in this world and, and his commitment to teaching and, and providing the high, you know highest possible caliber of service as a teacher. And it shows in his the fact that not only did he sit at the head of one of the most amazing uh, music colleges in, on the planet, but, you know, he provided systems that helped create some of the leading drummers that have ever walked the face of this earth. And he was humble about it, which is really incredible. Uh, so that in itself was a lesson in humility, just to see a man of that caliber sit there and still be critiquing his own work, still have a, a very honest and straight up humble attitude it was incredible. And um, one of my biggest takeaways I wanted to share with you, which I hope you will find value in, is how Gary, one thing I love about Gary's approach, Mr. Chafee's approach to everything that he's done, is that he's found ways to simplify the most incredibly challenging styles of music. He's found ways to systemize and simplify so that almost anyone can sit down with, with uh, Mr. Chafee for a few minutes and start to get breakthroughs in understanding how to play a style of music that previously would have seemed like an enigma. I sat there as he broke down his kind of approach to teaching linear drums, as Gary explained how he broke down uh, broken time in jazz and how he looks at jazz playing. And within, you know, one couple hour session, Gary managed to summarize and teach massive sections of his teaching of his of his uh, methodology and systems in such a way that you know you could now spend the next 10 years of your life <laughs> implementing and applying that information but it was so simple such a simple system such a simple layout that you would be able to go ahead and you know um take it in in that one session and go you know and go and use it so very practical. Now, I know that he, Gary was only scratching the surface of the different things that he could give to us in that session. I mean, you probably could, well, guaranteed you could study with Gary for years and never reach the end of his, his knowledge on the subject. But I was particularly blown away by that concept and it's made me reevaluate my teaching style even further because I've been experimenting with different courses and teaching books and all kinds of stuff for the last few years as a teacher. I mean, I've been at this nearly about a decade now, 
and I've been doing it full time for about six years. And it's just, I found like my problem in, at, at times when I've been teaching drums is I've overcomplicated it. I remember at one point I kind of went through every book that I had and I took every sheet that I had and I just compiled it all into one folder and I, you know, laid it all out into this huge folder I've still got in my room, which is just packed with the most complex process of developing, you know, the key skills that are required to play drums. And I realized, you know, now <laughs> that I overcomplicated it because I think as teachers, we have to remember that we're not here to give our students every piece of information that they need. What we're here to do is to help students to decode what they want to learn, basically, by, and, and make that as simple a system as possible so that the primary focus of the time spent in learning is actually dedicated more to, you know, examining and going through the necessary material so it's like you know just getting that foundation down so that you can then just go for it and, and explore so this endless search that i think a lot of people have for the new book the new this the new that is really because of a desire to be led and that can kind of end up causing a lack of creativity or a lack of personality and the way that gary was teaching and all of the great teachers throughout history have done was to provide frameworks that allow someone to develop their own creative flair, their own creative vocabulary, but using systems that allow them to get the foundations of the styles they want to play as quickly as possible. So I'm going to be reevaluating my teaching style. I'm going to be coming up with new systems to advance the way that I teach and deliver content as a drum teacher. And I don't think my life will ever be the same again for having had that interview with Gary and, and starting to understand and get to peek behind the curtains of, of, you know, the mind of a man who just gets teaching, gets drum teaching at a level that very few that walk this earth ever will, you know. Um, so it's really, I can't explain how grateful I am that I got the chance to, you know, communicate with a man of that caliber and, and I'm so grateful to Enrique and, and Erica and all at the drumsetcoach.com for um, making that a possibility in my life. You know, it'll never be the same again. So I wanted to give you a bit more perspective as well on another aspect that was something that really hit me about this. Because I asked Gary myself, I was like, you know, I got I got one chance to ask Gary a question, right? And uh, the question I asked him was, how do I as a drum teacher, how do we all as drum teachers give the best possible value to our students? How do we, how can we be better at serving our students and providing them with the best possible value and service in your, in your opinion? And uh, Gary said, don't teach them, teach them what they want to know. You know, put your students first. Don't teach, don't teach your agenda. Find out what they want to learn, what their problems are and help them learn that. And that seems like a really simple answer. Now, Gary went a little bit more into detail about this, but I just want to establish this thing. Mr. Chafee could have said anything to me about this, right? <laughs> he could have said anything. And the first place he went was there. And it's funny because I asked um, uh, Professor Dunmade the same question, Enrique Dunmade the same question. And it's funny because quite a while ago, he pretty much said the same thing to me. And 
I like to think that I've made that a big part of my focus as a teacher. And I think it's made me very popular with students. However, it really hit me that that is a far more meaningful answer than, because I thought to myself, he could have said anything. I need to really think about this. You know, I've heard this from two great minds now in the industry. There's got to be more to this than just, you know, put your customer first, so to speak, right? Put your student first, put the person you're serving first, which is huge. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not demeaning the value of that point in and of itself, but I realized there is more to this. It's, it's about having a complete framework in your mind that everything you do in your work as a teacher um, is centered around trying to make sure that your students really do come first in your syllabus and systems and that you are willing to adapt to any situation that you'd stop building programs based on what other people have created um, all the time or stop relying purely on systems that have come before and focus on utilizing any systems that are exactly relevant and beneficial to the student. I mean, a great course or book that many teachers use these days is drum sense because it, it does help give a, a solid foundation in the rock and pop styles, right? That's a good example of a very efficient system that gets straight to the point and serves the needs of your average, you know, beginner drummer who just wants to learn to play a few tunes. It gives you a lot of the groundwork, right? But there's more to this because it's like, uh, you know, every student is a different level. And although you can run someone through the drum sense book, you know, everyone goes through the drum sense book and it's blah, blah, blah. That's all great and everything. But at the end of the day, the reason why everyone wants to learn music is different for different reasons. But the foundational purpose and endpoint may be similar. And you kind of have to like adapt the way that you're teaching a given system to help that student achieve the goals that they personally have. You know, I might have one student who just wants to learn a few tunes and do it as a hobby. And another one who fancies himself as a touring musician eventually. And now even though I'm teaching both of them, perhaps the drum sense book at that given stage, I now have to start thinking about how what I'm teaching um, needs to open up the doors or the knowledge base of that individual so that they will have a chance at the future they want to create they want to live and experience and i think that is partially in the hands of us as teachers and it's a very big responsibility and uh, not something to take lightly so but what i realized is and this really hit me hard is that the the most effective systems like this gary gary chafee systems um the systems of colin Warway, drum sense the systems of Jim Chapin, the systems of that now Enrique Delmeida has created and teaches, the systems of Alan Dawson. In many cases, these curriculums were actually quite straightforward. They weren't, there wasn't like a million things to learn and little intricate variations. It was like there were a bunch of foundational building blocks and then you pursue those and then you get all of the variations sort of found through experience and through checking out transcriptions and, and getting experience of the actual music that you want to play getting in there you know getting new. and one thing that really benefited me when i was younger sort of 13 is that i would obsessively listen to music all the time that i wanted to play you know and i think that because that's what i wanted to do that was one of that was partially one of my most important educations that i just you couldn't buy from a teacher 
And I think any great teacher knows that. It's like no matter how much they teach you, in the end, it's going to be you getting involved in and, and listening to and, and studying your favorite music that's going to be a massive part of your personal curriculum. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought for in, a, in a complex world at the moment where everyone's looking for a million solutions and trying to find the quick cuts and the shortcuts to, the, the, to get to the results they want, it's funny to think that actually quite often the the most simple but quite often challenging material is the stuff that seems like the long journey but it's actually the short journey and opens up the floodgates to allow us to be able to go in and just get in there and do the do the work right get connected to the music we love and spend more time in the actual process of being involved in what we want to do rather than spending a bunch of time on stuff that is kind of like a step away from it. I mean, this is kind of related to what we call, oh, what's the word again, hyperlearning. So I read this great book called Hyperlearning a while ago, and the, they talk about a system of um, how to speed up the learning process. And I've got a crazy little mnemonic, a mnemonic I use to help me to remember all of these steps um and i'll share a few of them right right now with you if it's of any use to you so the first one is meta learning having a map of how you're going to learn right so this is kind of what i've been talking about recently is having a framework having a dur during this podcast having a framework having a system having a way of laying this stuff out so that you know where you're going to go right then you've got go direct like so for me, I lay our map down on a table and then I draw this straight line and an arrow on the map straight to a single point. So that's going direct, right? Straight line as a crow flies. And going direct means don't waste your time doing things that don't actually, like, as, as fast as possible, get to doing the thing that you wanted to do, you know? Like, don't spend loads of time doing theory, right, about how to how to whack a ball and, how, and, like, studying the physics of the direction of how a ball goes, where a ball goes when you hit it. Pick up a bat, get on the field, and start swinging, right? Try and hit the, the, the freaking ball. Get, some, <laughs> get your technique together through action, you know? Get pointers as you do it. Get the feedback, right? Get out there and do the thing. That's, like, the, the key answer, no? So getting direct about stuff. And then, then there's, like, okay, let me just drill. So that's the next thing, drilling, right? So you find your weak point. So I do, I drill into this map in my, in my mind, right? That's my visualization. So I drill into that. Drill, drill in, you know what I mean? Drill. <laughs> like don't, don't muck around just, um, uh, you know, playing everything that you already know. This is the big issue for a lot of people. It's like just playing everything they already know because it's much nicer that way, right? It's not, it's much more comfortable. If you drill the things you don't know, then you can really get a fantastic result much faster. And I'm massive on that. It's been a huge part of my approach to playing drums forever because I was obsessed with getting as good as I could as quickly as possible. So then in my mind, I pull out a magnifying glass, okay? And I look at the drill point. That's focus. So you focus, right? So that's what, that those kind of are obviously connected, focusing in, finding out what the weakest points are, um, focusing on improving them. Um, and it also can relate to the level of focus you achieve, and that comes down to diet and, you know, state of mind and and things like this. So, you know, I'm not going to tell you all of these in this session, 
you know, maybe I'll bring that up in a future podcast if some of you guys are really interested in this. But um, if you are, if you like what you're hearing, you want to check out Ultra Learning by Scott H. Young. It's an incredible book. Uh, it's called Ultra Learning, Accelerate Your Career, uh, Master Hard Skills, and Outperform the Competition, right? And genuinely, from I, I actually personally have lived like this through my drum practice, and I can attest to the fact that these these elements are true. They they stand, okay? So I'll just quickly rattle through a few of the others, but I'm not going to explain them today. So you've then got retrieval, which is forget and remember, which we prove has been proven like um, doing uh, spaced repetition is one of the most effective ways to improve your memory of musical patterns. Um, I remember reading a book by a guy called Michael Griffin, the learning strategies for music. It's called Learning Strategies for Musical Success. Incredible book. He talks about this particular topic of spaced repetition, essential. Um, Feedback for me, that's I, I see Jimi Hendrix putting his guitar up against an amp. All right, <laughs> feedback is like ridiculously essential, and people overlook that. You've got to get feedback for yourself. Like, if you want to get good at something, you have to have a feedback mechanism to know whether you're moving towards or away from your goals and ideas. That's why you know people like Tommy Igo say, Record yourself, you know, <laughs> record yourself and listen back, record yourself and listen back. Essential, right? So you know, these things are all essential, important components to be considering. Intuition, which is practicing actually being in a fluid state of applying everything you've been learning and finding out from your own experience if it's working or not, is the feedback, you know. But the intuition is more like, you know, am I able to find my own natural way through, you know, find the deeper rhythms of whatever it is I'm studying so that I can start to guess where it's going do you know what I mean become so familiar with the with the topic with the information that it becomes a natural process in my mind so I can go deeper so um then we've got retention which in my mind is that the way I remember the retention thing actually is quite amusing I, I imagine that you know um it's a bit silly really but you know I find the funnier the better right so Jimi Hendrix is putting his thing against his guitar against the amp and he's like and it's feeding back and then he realizes he needs a wee and he starts like you know bursting for a wee which would have been awkward on Woodstock Stadium stage but um fortunately for him it never happened and uh yeah I you know him needing a wee definitely you know is memorable and I just think that's retention right so um anyway retention for me is all about making sure they say it in the, in the books like don't have a leaky bucket so make sure that what you're doing stays in right again spaced repetition is a method for making that possible and i i've got a specific system that kind of rallies a lot of these concepts together which i call at the moment the perfect practice who knows what it will be called in the future but at the moment i call it the perfect practice i've got four steps get it which is when you is like to do with the specific process with which you actually absorb information use it is the specific process with which you creatively explore the information you've just studied mix it which is the specific process with which you retain the information by forgetting it and retrieving it and putting it into musical forms and systems and finally music which is the specific process of application and going direct where you use everything you've learned in the context of real music right actual the actual environment that you're going to use it in so you get that experience and all of that good stuff right so this is a system that I kind of developed over time as a teacher myself. And I think it's a very simple system that almost anyone can kind of understand pretty quickly. And so it's something I plan to teach and help people with a lot. You know, I do, I have noticed that students benefit greatly from it, but there's, um, 
you know the it's like a it's like a philosophy or a methodology but it doesn't cover specifically like the content that you would go through right so again that's got to be flexible right because it depends on you like what styles do you want to learn do you want to learn rock and pop that's what most people want to learn right but maybe not maybe you're into you know underground hip-hop style like modern hip-hop or something right like traps you know whatever it is it really doesn't matter but there are ways of cracking onto those styles and then systemizing and so any good teacher now and this is certainly how i'm thinking these days is if you come to me and you say hey i want to learn this style of music my job is to go okay great what are the component parts of that style what are the key attributes that you as an individual player need to be able to emulate and include in your style in order to play that kind of music right and then that's not enough because I don't just want to teach you how to connect to and understand and, and, and you know, read the subtext and get the intuition that comes from actually deeply understanding that style. I now need to show you how to get a personality so that you're not boring, just copying all the other styles you've heard. How you can find your own ideas within that mix. And then finally, how you can then take all of that beautiful information that you've learned, right, and contribute into a group or an environment with personal with a personal touch that has, that's a, that has an awareness of the music like you actually get how to be tight you get how to put your you know you get the pocket how to feel make the music sound and feel good and how to get the band working together and all those other key skills that aren't going to come from a book they're not going to come from any system like that they're only going to come from you sitting down with your favorite music and jamming like crazy and getting used to being in the flow with those ideas those things that you want to say through your instrument so you know i'm very passionate about this topic as you may have guessed <laughs> uh, so i could go on and on about this but i think i'm going to wrap up here if you've got any value out of this session please come and say hi at um, infinitydrumming.com uh, infinity or you can go to uh, facebook.com forward slash infinity drumming com come say hi and let me know your thoughts about the podcast what you're getting benefit from you know what you'd like to hear more of what you'd like to hear less of um and i'd love you know because i'm still growing this thing and i'm massively passionate about the subject but i just want to know that what i'm doing is actually serving you guys and i'm putting information and value out there that you you know that is something that you guys um are benefiting from because i'm not doing this for just for myself here i mean it's nice having a little chat with my phone walking around a room by myself Seems a little crazy to the average person, but you know, <laughs> I don't mind doing it because I'm, I'm just hoping that someone is going to be hearing these audios somewhere and go, wow, that was really helpful, right? But I don't always know what topics, because I'm in the early phases of building this podcast, I don't always know what topics to write about, what to talk about, what you guys are getting the most value out of. So just hit me up, you know, just let me know what you'd like to hear more about, what would serve you, you know, what, what you're struggling with, what you'd like solutions to. And I'll be sure to cover those things in future podcasts. So reach out to me. You can also email me at matt at infinitydrumming.com. Okay, so that's M-A-T-T, -T, by the way, double T, Hebrew styley. All right, guys, well, much love and girls. Uh, have a great weekend. Well, weekend, where am I? What am I talking about? It's Tuesday. There you go, right? That's the life I'm leading. So have a great... I don't get these weekends. They don't happen. So yeah, anyway, have a, have a great Tuesday. Uh, I'll see you again tomorrow. Or hear you, well, you'll hear me. Maybe I'll see you one day. But yeah, you'll hear me again tomorrow. I'll, set, I'll pop up another podcast about something, uh, hopefully that you guys find valuable and useful. And I'll catch you in the next one. Take care, guys and girls. Bye.